Hi, I'm Kirsten Leo, and this is the Light Path Podcast, brought to you by thelightpathcollective.com. I am passionate about exploring energetic practices, spiritual principles, healing modalities, and connecting to the experience and wisdom of others to illuminate our paths and live at our greatest capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love. Today on the podcast, I discuss with you a phenomenon that I have coined the tidal wave effect. Always learning from the cycles of nature, I can see how the tidal wave effect has had a massive impact on my life at various stages. So I explain this phenomena to you in terms of energy and occurrences in our life in order to help you when you're in one of yours. Hello, welcome back to the podcast and as always, so much gratitude for you joining me here. Today I want to talk about this energetic phenomenon that I think all of us experience, if not multiple times, at least a few significant times during our lives. And it's a phenomenon that I have coined the tidal wave effect. I think the cycles of nature and how nature is so masterful at moving and cleansing itself and really allowing itself to go through its cycles without as much resistance as we as humans often do. It doesn't rush through the cycles. Like I said, it just allows them to happen. And so I really like to learn from them and see how I can apply that kind of phenomena or cycle to my life when I'm going through things so I can meet it with less resistance and actually allow the cycle to do what it's there to do. So a tidal wave for humans, obviously, who are experiencing them, they're really destructive and, you know, potentially horrible, horrible things. And I I don't want to take away from that at all. So I'm just talking about a tidal wave in terms of its actual physical function and how it happens and the process of how it happens and then how that can really be mirrored in our lives. So if you think about a tidal wave, obviously, as you would know, before a tidal wave happens, water is really far drawn back into the ocean. So much more than just a low tide at the beach, the water almost gets kind of sucked back. And then as the tidal wave happens, the water floods in. And I always, when I was a kid, used to imagine a tidal wave being this like big wall of water. And although I guess it can happen like that, it's it's more that things start rushing in, in masses amounts, kind of covering what the water had uncovered as it drew away. So if I relate that to the experiences that I've had in my life, I've definitely experienced a few tidal wave effects or tidal wave effects, sorry, tidal wave effects in my own personal life. So it's at those moments in life where things, you know, slowly but surely and quite obviously start to get taken away. It could be shifts in friendship groups, like you're just not hanging around with the same people anymore or you're not being offered to hang around the same people anymore and you feel that there's this space and this distance between people that may have once been really integral part of your day-to-day or week-to-week life, like they're just not there anymore. It could be shifts in your career. 
Maybe what's drawn away is your desire or passion to want from it what you used to want. And you're feeling this lackluster, just real disconnect from it. It could be that opportunities are no longer presenting to you at work or that even the job itself is kind of getting pulled away from you as maybe restructuring is going on or, for example, you might get offered a redundancy. That that absolutely happened to me at one point. Um, And so it's kind of like a slow process of it getting kind of drawn away because with redundancy often comes packages and things like that. It's not like just a complete firing. Uh, It could be that relationships, intimate relationships with our partners are slowly dying. Like you feel this distance between you because maybe as individuals, You are changing and deep down in your bones, you know the end is coming or it is near, but as humans, obviously we would fight that and you just feel this this slow, almost painful, yet really uncomfortable at the same time, distance coming between you. So these are just a few examples, but they can happen in in many, many other ways, you know, kids leaving home, all that kind of stuff. So as the wave pulls out or the energy shifts and change and distances itself, what happens in a tidal wave is what we couldn't see before because the water was covering it suddenly starts to become revealed. So these are very different from tower moments. I just want to quickly make that distinction. A tower moment in life is when basically everything that we have built, so everything that we have decided upon, everything we identify with comes crashing down. So that would be like an unexpected breakup, a really non-desired shift in your work so you know there might be a complete firing or restructuring you're no longer employed there it a tower moment feels more out of your control um, because things are literally crumbled just so you can completely rebuild them so tower moments feel more shocking to the psyche and the ego because they are so unexpected Whereas a tidal wave effect, I believe, is that slow process of you know things are changing it. You are witnessing this in real time and you know there's nothing you can actually do to change it. And sometimes you might not want to necessarily change it. Yet at the same time, it's going to take a lot of readjustment and understanding and growth to get used to the change. So as the water pulls out, we start to be able to see what has always been there but was covered by the water. So in the case of an ocean, that could be, you know, maybe rock formations were under the water that we didn't really know existed because the water covered them. It could leave behind a bit of debris that was in the water or rubbish or pollution that was in the water that now because it doesn't have the water to float it, it is just left on the sand. And so as things start to get removed from your life, you actually have this opportunity 
to see what was there that was covered by this job, this relationship, whatever it was, that you may not have been able to see when you were in the throes of it. And also definitely debris. So let's use the relationship example because I think that sometimes we often just associate relationship endings with a lot of like sudden pain and sadness and that obviously can absolutely happen. But I know personally I have been in, you know, quite a significant relationship of my life where it was it was a really slow ending and I definitely have had this in friendships where the friendship just started to peter out and that energy was withdrawn bit by bit slowly slowly and in events that wasn't maybe enough to address at the time but over time these incidences built up to then there being really a non-existent friendship. So in those situations, when the energy starts to withdraw, we really start to see those rock formations, those things that are core to us that we might have forgotten. And also the debris, maybe that is the damage that was caused or the pollution that was floating between the people involved that really was tainting the waters and it just needs to be cleared. So in a tidal wave moment, as you're going through that, and as I go through my tidal wave moments, I'm experiencing definitely kind of the anticipation of, oh gosh, things are changing or this isn't the same as it used to be. And so humanly and my ego is going to go through a lot of things. It's going to go through trying to grip onto what was or make the other person wrong or even try as I might to keep the water, i.e. the relationship going, even though I, I know this is out of my control because it's just what has to happen. It's just a natural cycle. And I'm trying so hard for the water to cover these things up because I often wonder, and I wonder this more in hindsight than I do when I'm in it, that do I really want to hold on to this water, so this relationship or this connection? Or am I wanting to hold on to this relationship or connection so it can cover up the things that now I have to look at now that the energy is withdrawn? And that's a huge discernment to make. So the rocks would represent the parts of myself that have been covered as a result of the connection and the energy that's going on. And these could be parts of myself that include shame or the things that I am avoiding. So maybe, for example, in connections or friendships, you know, was I just in the friendship whinging about a current situation in my life? And that was enough to make me feel like I was actually doing something about it as opposed to actually really looking at my rock and deciding for myself that I really can't just sit and complain about it. I need to shift this rock or accept that it's there and just get on with my life. And I've definitely done that in connections. And I've realized that in hindsight, that when I have to deal with this rock that I have myself, that I can see how the friendship or the connection in the relationship really allowed me to avoid actually doing something about it 
because I had that person there and their space and their energy just to ruminate or whinge on it. And the debris could be the effects of the relationship that that relationship had on me. So it could be in the form of frustrations or betrayals. And rather than seeing it as debris that just needs to be removed because it really has nothing to do with me and rather just an indication of that is something that just doesn't work for me or doesn't feel good to me. Like I highly doubt that if the ocean was a, you know, had an ego, it would sit there and say, oh, I can't believe these humans throw this rubbish into me. It must mean I'm worthless. It must mean that they think I'm a rubbish dump. Nobody values me. No, you know, I'm sure it wouldn't do that. But how often do we do something similar? When a partner behaves in a certain way, it could be, you know, for this is quite an extreme example, but it could be cheating or it could just be speaking disrespectfully. It could be showing a lack of intimacy or care or concern. And how often do we make that completely about ourselves and our value as opposed to just getting rid of the debris? You know, as in a relationship, a romantic one, significant one in my life and when I look back I think I made that this person's selfishness at the best probably narcissistic but so their selfishness means something about me where his selfishness had absolutely nothing to do with me and nothing to do with my worthiness or who I was as a person and my value and everything to do with him yet in this connection I had to kind of put up with his selfishness and so there was all this debris in our ocean that came out as resentment and frustration on my part rather than me just removing the debris in it because often these things don't happen in these big monumental moments where we get to sit down and face the fact it's like the little day-to-days that we find ourselves getting used to and putting up with that then becomes this massive like slush of pollution in the energy between us and so when that energy was withdrawn you know it's so tempting to look at all that debris and make it something about us rather than just really pragmatically removing it as we would rubbish from an ocean and say oh that's gross and It had nothing to do with me and my perceived value. So when these situations happen, like I said, our ego gets a little nervous, right? It gets a little like, oh, I don't want things to change or I'm not ready for them to change. I don't really want to look at this stuff because it means the work I have to do on myself. And so we try to keep the water in there or just completely deny that the water is gone. And I think that this is where a lot of us can get really stuck or we get really desperate. So people get really stuck in the nothingness and and almost make the nothingness like the withdrawal of the energy from somebody else or something else 
about them and mean something about them and then they work really hard at taking on this whole new identity that they are unloved or unworthy or their shadow is too big or they'll never overcome this hence their life has to be like this and people call that victim mentality I don't think it's victim mentality I think it's just a mentality of I don't really know how to move through this or I don't know that I have the tools or the capacity to overcome them. And I'm here to tell you that we all have the tools and the capacity to overcome them. And sometimes we're able to to overcome them in a flurry of energy and positivity. And sometimes it takes a really long time to chip away at things. This is exactly why the Light Path Collective exists to help people do that in the many ways in which we offer. It's to help clear the path, to bring light to the path, especially in those moments where energy is withdrawn from things and people in our lives and we're forced to look at the debris and the rock formations underneath what that energy was covering. The other option that I often see people take is that they freak out and so they just find other water to fill up this space with and um, cover it all up over again. So they don't spend time in that reflection and healing and the clearing out and the accepting. They just dump a whole lot of other water on it so they quickly find another job or they quickly find another partner or they pour all their attention and energy into other friendships rather than sitting with what was. Now, obviously, doing that is not going to help because it's all this stuff is still there. You're just living in total denial. But I'm going to be really honest, that's how most people live. And then they wonder why they're tired, they're frustrated, they're not fulfilled, and then they seek other things and they can keep polluting their waters. Obviously, that's not our vibe and our process here on this podcast or the Light Path Collective. So just be aware of those moments where you may be doing that. So the reason why this energy withdraws is because like in nature, everything is cyclical. You know, we are we are fed this narrative that everything has to last forever. Everything's permanent. And that is the biggest lie that we all fall for and that our egos desperately want reassurance of. The truth is that love never dies, but nothing lasts forever. Even our own bodies, I mean, the hairs on your head are new every day. The cells rejuvenate, what is it, every 30 days? Like you have a whole new body constantly and it's always changing and there's nothing we can do about it but this desperation for things to be so permanent and to never change I believe is what causes so much pain and and suffering but also is such a big time waster that we waste so much time trying to keep things the same instead of really allowing the gifts of the change to help us grow And as the tidal wave moves out, the whole purpose of doing that is so a hell of a lot more water can come in. The tidal wave is this whole new wave of fresh water. And as that rushes in, two things are going to happen. If we didn't clear the debris in that moment of quiet, in that moment of perceived loss, in that uncomfortable phase, 
then as this water rushes in, we're going to be hit with the debris. It's still going to be there and the rocks underneath are still going to be there. We might not see them for a while, but they're going to be there and we'll eventually have to deal with them. We'll always have to deal with them. Or if we've filled our energetic space up with other things to distract us and to replace what wasn't there because we were so uncomfortable in the space between what was and what shall be, then we're going to have such an excess of water that literally nothing more can come in for us or the right or the fresh energy can't come in. Because when the water gets removed from us, when energy withdraws, this is not a punishment. This is nothing about things being necessarily wrong for you. It's about an opportunity for you to remove the debris, yours and other people's, to look at the rocks that were hidden underneath and to face them so that when this fresh wave of water comes in it can actually replenish and come in in a very cleared and peaceful place as opposed to adding another layer upon the stuff that we're trying to avoid so have you been in a tidal wave moment and what did you do with that time you know it's always darkest before the dawn It's probably why I love to get up at dawn, if I'm really honest. Dawn is my favorite time of day because it's always so quiet. It's like the world is deep within themselves. Everyone is in that deep sleep and you're up in this darkness and you know at any moment that light is going to start cracking open that sky And soon after that, the world will get busy and you'll hear noises of life swirling around you again. But in that dawn is so quiet and peaceful and there is just so much space. So next time you find yourself in a moment where things start to fall away or things are being removed or withdrawn from your life, Can you resist the temptation to fight it? Can you stop and allow yourself to feel uncomfortable in the quiet, but also softly and gently remind yourself that this is the darkest moment before the dawn, that what is to come is a whole new wave of fresh water, a whole new wave of opportunity of people that are aligned with you now and hence the opportunities or the people in terms of relationships needed to be withdrawn needed to leave in order for the new to come in and can you give yourself the space and the grace to remove the debris to face what was lurking underneath the energy that was swelling and really be patient enough and ready for the fresh wave to come in so that you can enjoy that water, bathe in it, play in it and be nourished by it as opposed to overwhelmed and scared by what's coming in. 
I would love to hear your thoughts on this tidal wave effect and if you have experienced it in your life. And I know the times I've experienced it, I haven't done well with it. But it's something that I have absolutely surrendered to, understood and perfected the process of going through it. Because here's one thing I know. I can't avoid the tidal waves. I can't avoid the withdrawal of people from my life, of things from my life, of stages and phases of my life. I can't avoid it. And learning to work with it has brought me so much more peace. It doesn't mean it doesn't hurt and it doesn't mean it isn't hard at times. But that's not what it's about. I don't do it so I can avoid the hardness or so things won't hurt me. But it's just that reassurance that I can understand what's happening and work with the energy I'm faced with as that water withdraws because I know new stuff is going to come in and replace it. And I want to be super discerning about that water when it arrives and what I do with it. So I would love to hear your experiences of tidal waves effects in your life over on the Facebook community, the Light Path community, because again, sharing your story will absolutely help others there. Or if you have any questions about this effect, let me know. I'll answer them over there. But for now, if you're going through a tidal wave effect right now, just know it won't last forever. And it is always darkest before the dawn. And when the dawn rises, so much new light and life will come in. So hang in there and do the work before it does. But for now, as always, just sending you so much love and light. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Light Path Podcast. I hope that the information shared here has helped illuminate your path. Be sure to check out the show notes for links related to this episode. While you're there, remember to subscribe to the podcast to ensure you never miss an episode. I'm Kirsten Leo, and I can't wait to explore and expand our capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love together in the next episode.